Hello and welcome back. This is Hardly Any Hesitation, Fantasy Fools Episode 2. I'm So, your host of the show, and we're going to get into some fantasy talk after preseason. Uh, Obviously, preseason just wrapped. The football season is upon us, and we're trying to figure out what we can take away from preseason games. And believe me, I'm not one of those dudes that takes a whole lot from preseason. There's guys out there that brag when their teams win in preseason. Not that guy. I am not that guy, pal. Trust me. I I use preseason basically just a, a metric for how, how the coaches plan on using the players. So you can kind of see, you know, if there's a rookie running back, how often he's going to be taking the field, where he sits on the depth chart. It's also very crucial. So... Yeah, let's get right into it. I'm going to start off here with the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, we talked about it last episode that released yesterday. J.K. Dobbins is out. And I said minimum, you know, they basically lost at least 750 rush yards on the ground. I know Baltimore kind of runs off of a, you know, they keep a a heavy running back depth chart just because how they run the ball, especially with Lamar Jackson in for the Lamar Jackson era. They run the ball so effectively, but they keep a stable running backs back there. Um, it felt kind of different this year with JK and I was a big JK guy. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, I even put out that if you can get him in the second or third round, I think he's going to have close to running back one production this year. Unfortunately, you know, ACL tear stuff happens in the NFL. It's to be expected. This happens every year. Someone that you have high helps for in fantasy just doesn't pan out for injuries or whatever reason. So uh, how are the Baltimore Ravens looking without JK and will that affect their ground game enough to make a difference? Who should you draft behind JK that potentially could, you know, take that spot for this season? So obviously Gus Edwards is the, the prime pick here. He, uh, split the reps with JK last year, even split some reps when Mark Ingram was still there. Uh, he clipped 710 rush yards in each of his first three seasons. Um, he led uh, Baltimore with 718 rush yards as a rookie. He obviously had some big hype when he first came out. Um, and, you know, people were looking at him not only for fantasy, but as a as a true, not necessarily bell cow, but a, a, a nice addition to the Baltimore offense. Uh, so now that JK's gone, obviously he's going to get more touches, more looks. And I just feel like, uh, I, for whatever reason, just because maybe it's just because I'm so high on J.K. Dobbins, I feel like it's not, it's not worth to take. If you're taking Gus Edwards in the fourth or fifth round, I just don't feel like that will be worth it. Uh, I just maybe I'm being too bearish on the guy because I do think he's a good running back and I do think he'll provide solid production. But it just, I feel like you're not going to get your values worth unless this was. If you already drafted and you got Gus Edwards at the very end or you picked him up off a waiver after the JK news. Or if you're just drafting him in the later rounds when you're kind of supplementing your bench and just trying to just trying to get some pieces that could go off. I just don't I just don't think that Gus Edwards is that guy to get you consistently 10 to 15 points a game. I feel like he's more eight to maybe eight to ten he could get you. But nothing like that's gonna blow your mind. I don't know if how often they're going to be using him in the red zone or if they're just going to rely more on Lamar. Obviously, the Ravens are very um, injury-stricken right now. Um, J.K. going out, and uh, I believe it's Terrence Marshall Jr. who's kind of struggling with health as well. Uh, I think they put him on the IR. I could be wrong about that. But obviously, they're not starting the season how they want to be. I think 
If all goes well for the Ravens, they'll continue their rush attack. I just don't expect it to be as potent as it was last year. Uh, if you're playing in a deep league, like a 12-man league, I would consider taking actually Tyson Williams, the backup for Gus Edwards, presumably the backup for Gus Edwards. Uh, he had a good showing the preseason, racked up 130 yards and a touchdown, and potentially... Uh, people believe that he surpassed Justice Hill on the depth chart. So a true running back number two uh, wouldn't be bad if you're in a in a league with a lot of people and you kind of got to find points where you can get them. I just, yeah, for the Ravens, I, I hope all is well. But in terms of drafting a Ravens running back, I wouldn't do it unless, you know, Gus Edwards is best available in your mind. And I wouldn't do that till the later rounds. I wouldn't take him, you know, as early as the fourth round. You know, I'm looking for him in the seventh, eighth round. Uh, but that's just me. On top of that, or to go off of that, I'm going to start talking about the Bills here. Bills running back. I was one of those dudes that took Zach Moss early last year. Well, not early. I took him where I felt appropriate, which was at the back of the draft. And I felt like I could potentially have, you know, some really good value there. Unfortunately, he really didn't pan out last year. Uh, he just didn't, he didn't score as much as I thought. I thought he'd be a scoring threat. I was in a league that was not PPR. It was all pretty much touchdown based. And I thought he'd be the guy. It just didn't turn out that way. Uh, he had a decent year, but he was not one of those dudes that I could start year round. Uh, additionally, Devin Singletary really didn't see much, uh, production last year. Uh, even though he had a surprisingly good, I believe that was his, either his second or his rookie season. Uh, he just didn't, you know progress like we all thought he would uh but yeah uh they're saying zach moss his average uh draft position is round seven um pick 12 singletary is round eight pick 10 personally i think that that probably should be switched i feel like zach moss coming off an injury and devin singletary who's been there now for some time i just think i think singletary is going to get more of the reps this year and i just I don't know, maybe Zach Moss left a bad taste in my mouth, but it just, something about it tells me they're not, if if you can avoid drafting the Bills running back, I would do it. Either one of them, although I do think Devin Singletary is the better draft pick over Zach Moss, despite the ADP that we're seeing uh, this draft season. Um, Yeah, but it's kind of like, the Bills running back room is kind of like, like the Saints running back room pre- Alvin Kamara. It was just kind of like, we're not taking a Saints running back. This offense is so focused on what Drew Brees does. Same way that the Bills are so focused on what Josh Allen does that I feel like it's just not in your best interest to be taking a running back from a team that you know the quarterback is going to get the majority of the touchdowns on. That makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Uh, let's move forward to the Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase, he had a rough preseason uh to put it lightly uh he had clearly had jitters if you just watch him out there he didn't look as comfortable as we all anticipated he had uh five targets and four of them he dropped which is not a good sign um but despite that i'm still very bullish on jamar chase i know that some people are saying he might be a wide receiver three on this team with Ty tyler boyd uh t higgins taking that one and two mantle from him i just can't buy that Joe Burrow would put his neck on the line by saying, I don't want a left tackle. I want my boy, Jamar Chase, and them not being on a 100% healthy connection by the time the season comes around. 
I just think Jamar is coming off of obviously a year off of college and probably wasn't training the same way you would be training at LSU. So I just think he has the early yips and I would not, I wouldn't put it past him to, to figure that out by, you know, first game. Not like the dude's a significant talent and I think Burrow and his connection there is going to be fantastic. Although T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are also very good wide receivers and I think they're worth drafting as well. I think Jamar Chase, especially with his, you know, the negative news, I think you could get some really good value for Jamar Chase if you can find him in the later rounds. Uh, some dudes, we have a Bengals fan in our one in our draft league and I don't know if he took Jamar Chase, but like some dudes are in love with Jamar Chase where they'll just take him early. They'll, I've seen him go in the fourth round before and it's like, I wouldn't go that far with him, but just because of the depth in the wide receiver room, but it could pan out if you got him in the later round. So I'm not hating on it. And I think Jamar Chase is going to turn around. That's my takeaway from the Bengals. Uh, let's fast forward to another wide receiver, Jerry Judy uh, on the Broncos. And the reason why I want to talk about Jerry Judy is because there's so much depth in this wide receiver room. You have Cortland Sutton, you have uh, Tim Patrick, you have KJ Hamler, who's nice, Noah Fant. Um, am I missing anybody? I don't think so. I feel like I got the majority of them. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so in that depth wide receiver room, uh, and with the news that Teddy Bridgewater is starting, I believe that Jerry Judy is the wide receiver to take off this team. I do like Corton Sutton more in terms of who I would prefer as my wide receiver if I was a running running a team. But I think with Teddy Bridgewater being there and Judy's ability to play in the slot and outside and just that consistent route running that is so polished and so, you know, he was frustrated last year because he wasn't getting the ball where... He should have got the ball because Drew Locke was not playing his best, to put it lightly. So I think this year with Teddy Bridgewater, who's an accurate, poised quarterback um, and, you know, game manager, you could say. I just think that Jerry Judy is the draft pick here. He's He looked good in preseason, and I think he's only going to get better with Teddy Bridgewater and that on-time timing targets are really going to pan out for them. So I'm really bullish or bullish i'm bullish on jerry judy's uh potential moving forward on this team and yeah with teddy bridgewater i think they you could find some really good value especially man there's a lot of people that i've noticed have not been drafting broncos wide receivers um another team i want to talk about was the lions i know strangely enough they don't have much in terms of targets you have amon ross st brown um khalif raymond and you know tj hawkinson um obviously i think they're they're definitely lacking well i i think that's i don't even need to say that Goff is lacking um weapons around him but tyrell williams who he was on the raiders um and he was on the chargers he had a thousand yard season uh, with the San Diego Chargers in 2016. I think he's the play here. If you're drafting any Lions uh, weapons, I'm going Tyrell Williams, 100%. Um, let's move forward now to uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots. Obviously, we talked about this at nauseum yesterday. Um, but we're, we're, we're kind of bearish on 
on the Patriots now, but if you were to be drafting a Patriots weapon besides the tight ends who we still think are going to be really good, I think Jacoby Myers is the play here. Um, obviously, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are nice, uh, reliable receivers, but I just think that there's something to be said about I just felt like Myers last year was getting underrated for what he was doing and 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 I, he wasn't getting rated at all but he was still being underrated if that makes sense like, there was no noise on him I just think that that he's he's the play here if you're looking for value in the later rounds I think he could be a viable flex option um moving forward I'm gonna talk about the Jets here uh I know a lot of people are very bullish, uh, fro included, on Michael Carter and him becoming the running back number one. Uh, I just don't, I don't see it right now. If I'm being honest, I think that Michael Carter, who logged what was it, 24 carries for 86 yards during the preseason, I think that his play is is you let him sit because I've seen a lot of or in a couple of my leagues where he's still on waivers. Uh, I think you let him sit until mid-season. I think when you wait it out a bit, you wait till he starts getting that lead back role. Uh, if not, you could, I guess, stash him on your bench till that happens. But I just don't see the value in taking Carter early on if you think he's going to be this bell cow to start or get you these a tremendous amount of fantasy points. I think the Jets' offense is gearing more towards passing. Well, obviously, they, they focused on... Um, they focused on getting uh, weapons for Zach Wilson, but yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see enough. Obviously, Tevin Coleman's there and Michael Pirine, so I just don't see enough to take him early. Uh, let's move on to who did I have next? The Saints. Uh, I'm just gonna briefly start touching these. I think the production we saw out of Marquez Callaway during that preseason game, where he had two touchdowns, those bombs. I think that that is a sign of what's to come. Obviously, when Michael Thomas comes back, we're going to have to, you know, reconsider. But I think for the time being, it seems like Callaway is going to be the guy for Jameis. Hopefully, he's going to be the guy. They seem to have a good connection. Obviously, two throws doesn't say anything. But I think besides Alvin Kamara and besides Taysom Hill as your weapons, you're kind of lacking on the Saints offense until Michael Thomas comes back. So... Yeah, I'm very, very excited about Callaway. I think that that's a good, good steal potentially if you can get him in the later rounds. Obviously, most of these are like later rounds. Um, um, where's my last? Here's my last one. 49ers. Uh, Trey, what to do with Trey Lance? What to do with Jimmy Garoppolo scenario? I'm gonna tell you right now. You take Trey Lance at the very end of your draft and you stash him on the bench. I think after hearing. You know, reports out of, out of San Fran, I think they're going to get Trey Lance some plays like they got Lamar. But I think that knowing Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan and how he creates open lanes for, for his quarterbacks to throw and his wide receivers, and they're all very coordinated. The offense is special. I think he's going to get him in earlier than we expect. So get Trey Lance early. And yeah, that's... That's what my takeaway was. I mean, we saw him in special packages in the preseason, so I think that's that's a sign of what's to come out of Trey Lance. Um, yeah, that was kind of a quick rundown. I know, kind of fast, speed talking here, but that was my rundown for Fantasy Fools this week. I'm going to try to do the show more often, and being in this new recording room, I think I'm going to try to do some more video elements, so follow us on YouTube at Hardly Any Hesitation, Twitter at Hawcast, 
Instagram at hardly any hesitation. And as always, subscribe, subscribe, never miss an episode. We're so excited to be back. We're so excited for football season. Check out our latest sports episode, episode 57 for, or 58, sorry, for all the best bets for college football week one. Yeah, and I'm ending it here. I've been so, and thank you for listening.